Blog Talk Radio. Pajama Party. I'm one of your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Duh. Wine. Duh. Oh, really? Now it's wine. Duh. Isn't there a D at the end of wine? <laughs> Spread like <Ooh>. period. <laughs> wine is uh, W. Uh. No, it's not wind like wind yeah. me up. Right. It's red wine like mm-hmm. a rouge mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into that tonight. Or a Shiraz, a red wine of the liquid nature. Thank you. Oh, okay. How are you How's doing everybody tonight? Doing? I'm fine. Right. Thank you. Good. Everything's Good. cool. Okay. Everything's everything. Yeah, Everything yeah. is on the one. Yeah. I got a little chemical layover. Uh-oh. What you been into? Okay. I'll elaborate later <laughs> on that. Oh, Uh-oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to say that over the I air, Papa D. Chemical imbalance right now. Uh-uh. Keep your mask on. Keep mask. Mm-hmm. I better go get my mask. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stay mask. All right. Well, before we get into the rundown, we got our tabletop, table talk topic. Boy, Cassidy. Table talk. Tongue tire. <laughs> table talk topic. That's the best name we can come up with. Well, you can come up with another one. Yeah, I've heard it somewhere before. Okay. So, are you ready to drop the mask? That's the question tonight. Mm. Uh, are, are you ready to drop the mask? You know, CDC put out some new recommendations. Uh, a lot of states are putting out recommendations, so I'm I'm gonna go to you first, Papa Didi. Are you ready to draw mm-hmm. the mask? No, not at all. The mask has allowed me to talk about folks behind the mask. I can mm. look like I can look like you know look back at people that are looking at me crazy and give them such a crazier look, and hopefully it gives me the criminal look I'm looking for, so they won't mess with me at all. And it's, you know, it's become very uh, costumish, and I've been able to implement it in my, you know, if I want to be, like, really badass for a minute, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can say, yeah. So. so you just, like, hiding behind the mask. No, I mean, I can. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, that's on here. I can yarn. I can, you know. A lot of stuff goes on behind that mask. It's true. I can imagine. But no, I'm not Mm -hmm. on the level of medically, though. No, not at all. I mean, because there's a lot of ignorance out there still with people. A lot of people still aren't, uh, you know, they're not taking it serious. 
therefore I'm not giving in like that because there's still ignorant people that just want to follow that, you know, got that old, you know, barking, barking, barking. I've never been told to do anything in my life. I'm very ignorant. I'm very non, you know. Compliant. I'm non-compliant. I'm non-taught, you know. Nobody ever smacked my fingers or my ass, so I'm not used to being told what to do. So, no, I'm not really losing math. Well, my my opinion, I'm I'm gonna go to my opinion, and then we'll come to you next, Kettle. But my yeah, opinion man. on it is that I feel like the communications around it are very mixed and confused, because if CDC, Centers for Disease Control, if they're saying you can go outside now without a mask and you can go indoors without a mask if you have been fully vaccinated. And when they say fully vaccinated, they mean if it's been at least two weeks since you got your second shot, if you got the vaccine that required two shots. But the problem is, how does anybody know who's been fully vaccinated? That's true. If everybody just starts stripping off the mask and walking around like they're free as a bird, how do you know? I just feel like this is potentially going to set us way back. And we can end up almost back at ground zero again. I feel like this is more of a financial decision because this is allowing businesses to go back to 100% capacity. And I think the governors are looking out for the businesses, which I get it and I respect that, but not at the cost of everybody's health and life. So that that's my opinion. What you say about it, Kevin? Um, I'm kind of on the fence. Um, I'm ready, but then I still want us to be cautious. So, like I said, I'm on the fence. And like you said, how do we know who's been vaccinated or not? You know, people wearing badges saying we're vaccinated. People have cards and stuff, but you would have to whip out your card and say, okay, I've been vaccinated. Leave me the hell alone. I'm I'm being unmasked. So, um, like I said, I'm on the fence with that. You know, I'm ready for us to be free of this mask and, um, you know, continue on with our lives, but then want us to be safe. So, uh, like I said, I'm 50 50. So. Yeah, I don't think I'm ready to drop my mask just yet. But mm-hmm. anyway, okay, well, let's go to the phone line, see what the callers have to say about it. Hello, caller. Welcome to the show. What do you think about this new drop the mask mandate? Well, first of all, good evening to everyone. Um, Hello. Yes, uh, this is just my personal opinion. I feel like the way things should have been done, I mean, it might not make sense to everybody, but I feel like everybody that has gotten vaccinated, some kind of way they should have put it in the system uh, connected to our ID or our passport or something. Mm. Um that would recognize mm-hmm. people that have been vaccinated, um, mm-hmm. especially for people that travel. Um, I just think that um, it, it, there are a lot of creative ways that this could have been done. If people might not like it, they could have handed out, um, given us um, some type, well, I won't say wristbands, but something to uh, identify that, when you see this person, you know that they've been vaccinated. Yeah. But Some I countries were talking about doing a passport, 
a vaccine passport, but the United States said they weren't going to do that. Well, that's probably one of our problems. We're not doing stuff we need to be doing. Okay. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Yeah, so uh, this this is a, a very touchy topic for me personally myself because uh, I'm getting ready to, in August, go to Jamaica, and I just feel like without going through all taking tests, it should they should have automatically identified people that have been vaccinated and put it on like their uh, passport, you know, some kind of way stamp the passport or something so you ain't got to go through all this, taking a test and all this kind of other stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, the CDC did say that they still think people should wear their mask on public transportation, and that includes planes, boats, trains, buses, Ubers, you know, that kind of stuff. So even if you've been vaccinated, they're saying you well, can I, I still agree with wear that. your mask on transportation. That. But and I, in uh, medical is, offices and, you know, but then when it comes down to businesses, I think that's going to come down to the business owner if they want to wear or if they have a mask requirement. Well, we just had an um, all-employee meeting today with my agency, and we were told uh, that they're going to start trickling back people in the workforce. And basically the, the full day for everybody to come in, is July the 12th. Um, oh. And I don't know how a person, um, I'm I'm just not comfortable with that yet um, because there's so many people that have not gotten vaccinated. Uh, some, mm-hmm. A lot of people that feel like they're not going to get vaccinated. And um, I just think that's just a very uncomfortable position to put people in that, you know, have to be sitting next to you or close to you. That's true. And you and you walk around then might might have the virus, you know? So and then they're talking about these different variants. So you don't know what somebody might bring in that decided that, hey, I'm not gonna get a vac- vaccination. Yeah, you're right. So we just don't you know, know. This is, it's just a lot to go with this and it's you know, there's so many people, and believe it or not, I'm somebody that I played with um, tennis. Um, they mentioned to me yesterday that they weren't even going to bother to get vaccinated. And oh wow! I gave them the side eye without them knowing it, but I was like, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So well, I mean, sounds was, like you got to find a new tennis partner. Well. Yeah. Or yeah, okay. tennis opponent, yeah. Or maybe, uh, yeah. or maybe we need, maybe we need to gather up all them people and put them with that lady um, to start the Delta Fire. <laughs> okay, now. <laughs> all right, now. All right. All right. Well, thank we you. appreciate you. your opinion. All right. Thank yeah, y'all for thank this you. event. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Right. Anytime. Mm-hmm. All, right. all right. Yeah, it's getting crazy out here. You know. And he's right. You know, you got some people who said, no, I have not been vaccinated and I am not Mm -hmm. getting vaccinated. I don't care Mm -hmm. what anybody says. Mm -hmm. You know, this whole idea of herd immunity, it looks like we're never Mm going to reach it. 
because mm-hmm. there's so many people that are still saying that they're not willing to get with the program. So, all right, all right, okay, all right. Let's move let's on. All right, let's rock and roll. I'm quite sure we're going to talk more about it in in uh, our discussions tonight. All right, let's get it on. Our hot topic tonight: two firefighters face termination for taking pics of Kobe's crash site. Also, new administration to invest $7 billion, with a B, to hire and train public health workers. Also, Colonial Pipeline restarts operations after cyber attack. Our hidden and quitted headlines, Republicans try to rewrite history during Capitol attack hearing. Also, Ohio Lottery to give five people $1 million, wow, each for getting vaccinated. And black uh, first black-owned nail polish uh, brand sold at Northam. Our cocktail of the week is called the Yellow Hammer. Uh, what's popping with Papa Didi? I'm quite sure he got a lot for us tonight. We're going to lighten it up with the weird news. A uh, woman um, forces friends to mourn her at fake funeral. Also, Georgia man drilled into field tanks of parked uh, U-Haul trucks. And a woman posed as students to promote Instagram page. Wow. I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city with Papa Diddy, my Hollywood wrap-up. I got some interesting things tonight. I'll kiss the list, of course, and last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topic. Bonsoir, bonsoir. This is red wine, or as they say in Paris, je suis ben rouge. Join me every Friday right here on A Pajama Party, where I'll get on my rant, sit on my little bar stool, and give you my opinion on whatever has been bugging me or whatever's on my mind this week. You don't want to miss it. I know I won't. So be here with me every Friday, red wine, on the Pajama Party Show. Visit us on www.apajamaparty.com and check us out. We'll see you there. All right, welcome back to a John Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Oh, swa, darling. Okay, uh, our first story tonight, uh, first of all, let's let's get into this here thing. Uh, two firefighters faced termination for uh, taking a picture of, uh, of Kobe Bryant's crash site. Wow. Uh, let's get into this here because he's due for this uh, Hall of Fame uh, ceremony. I believe it's just coming uh, Saturday night. Oh, okay. Okay, he's going into the Hall of Fame. Two Los Angeles firefighters faced possible termination after the department determined they took uh, pictures of victims at the uh, Kobe Bryant crash site, according to attorneys for widow uh, Vanessa Bryant. A third employee who was helping with press relations faces suspension. So why isn't he getting fired, too? I don't know. Uh, He's getting suspended. That's a good question. Yeah, according to the report and letters, Two firefighter employees uh, took photos of victims' um, remains at the crash site that uh, served no business necessary and instead only served to appease or have bragging rights to their friends. Uh, it amount to uh, virtual gossip and things of this nature, wrote attorney uh, Craig Levant, who was uh, – he filed this on Monday, according to USA Today. Okay, one of the employees, a safety officer who was at the site solely to monitor safety procedures, was observed taking uh, graphic photos yeah. focused on the victim's remains. Okay, both of the employees who took the photos of the remains sent um, sent them to a third fire, fire, fire department employee 
who was on site to assist the press briefing at the response and inquiry. He wasn't near the scene, but he sent pictures over to him because they were closer than he was. So these guys were just just it, think thought they were in some kind of fest or something. It's crazy. Yeah. All right, a civilian complaint alleged that the firefighter employees shared pictures with off-duty firefighters and their wives and girlfriends, okay? So it became the whole situation while at an award ceremony at a hotel uh, in Friday. At, while at an award ceremony at a hotel in February 2020. Now, these jokers in this big old circle was having a, an award ceremony in a hotel, and everybody's passing around pictures. Unbelievable. Okay, the two firefighters in question uh, received intention to discharge letters in December, according to KMBC-TV. It's unclear if the department carried out the firing, okay? The details stem, but the details stem from a uh, lawsuit. Uh, Vanessa Bryant filed after uh, Los Angeles County Sheriff deputies alleged uh, took took some uh, similar pictures in that case. Uh, so the widow Bryant accused the sheriff's department of trying to cover up uh, what occurred, and she she's got a big lawsuit going on right now with the whole sheriff's department and everything else. But that that is so sad that people can be so reckless. You know, the very same people that want to be be uh, you know looked at as being uh, first responders and Johnny on the spot people and I do no wrong and respect me and everything I do. I tell you, we, we're seeing the flip side of the pancake every damn day. You know, we're seeing another side of everything. I don't know if it started with Donald Trump or whatever, but it seemed like everybody is showing their ass in one way or the other. You know, it's just getting it's messed up. Very they were they were there in an official capacity. Yeah. And then you're going to take pictures that not even the media could get because they weren't even allowed to get that close at the scene. But who would want to put those kind and of pictures out like that? And then you're going to share them around like that? Yeah, because they had access and they just got privilege, and, uh, you know, it's all the same tale. That's messed up. Anyway. Did they so say we'll, the names we'll, we'll, of the firefighters? No, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. Okay. You know. Okay. So they, put them on the kiss no, they Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. Didn't, they didn't. They didn't put them on blast like that, so... They obviously yeah. know people. You know, the media dictates the narrative on who gets on blast and who gets uh, saved from blast. So that's another. But why are they still contemplating whether they should be fired? It well, seems yeah. like there's certain things that come with the job. And, I mean, I, anyway, never mind. If I have good lawyers, who knows? The, the union and stuff like probably, are, you know, trying to help them or back them and say, you know, maybe they shouldn't have done it, but just going to give them a slap on the wrist. But um, you're right. I agree. They need to be fired. I don't, that's somebody's I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what. I wouldn't even take it to a lawyer degree because, mm-hmm. see, sometimes when you got people that, like, remember they saying the wives and all that? See, all these people probably got dirt on one another. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, therefore, mm-hmm. one person throws one person under the bus for this, and another one could say, well, your wife was such and such with the pool boy and all. You know what I mean? Everybody's got so much dirt on each other, and nobody can really open up their mouth to really talk about the next person because of the crap that's on them. And like I said, it could be, like you said, a lawyer situation, but it could also just be the, the contagious aspect of uh, everybody is just so messed up and muffed up in that group that nobody can really <laughs> throw anybody under the bus, let he without sin cast the first stone kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway. All right. All right, we'll move on. Uh, Kettle, right. you uh Got something for us there, Kettle? 
Yeah, I got you. All right. Um, the administration to invest $7.4 billion to hire and train public health workers to respond to the pandemic. The Biden administration uh, will invest $7.4 billion to recruit and hire public health workers to respond to the COVID-19 pandemic and to prepare for future public health challenges. Uh, the funding includes $4.4 billion. Wow, I can't even think that for a billion to expand public health staffing for the COVID-19 response and support vaccinations outreach, um, contact tracing, and outbreak investigation. Um, it also will invest $3 billion to prepare for future pandemics. That's a, that's a pretty good thing. And create a new program to modernize the public health workforce. That sounds pretty good. The funding announced today will allow the United States to expand its public health workforce, creating uh, tens of thousands of jobs, that's great, to support vaccinations, testing, contact tracing, and community outreach, and strengthening America's future public health infrastructure. Sounds pretty good. So the CDC will increase funding for programs like the um, uh, Epidemic Intelligence Service, a public health workforce that responds to local outbreaks and uh, the undergraduate public health scholars program. Okay, sounds pretty good. So, um, Seven point four okay. billion dollars. All right. By the administration, they get on the ball, so that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, they're trying to do a lot of good. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, it's crazy because it seems like. You don't see Biden all the time. Uh, when 45 was in there, we saw him every day. There's always something negative, or we saw him every day. But Biden, I guess he's, he's doing his job. He's, he's getting it on, so getting with it. So yeah. kudos to him. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, yep. Well, all right, let's talk about the Colonial Pipeline. Now, that's been in the news all week. That was the situation where that pipeline that runs in the more like in the southern area coming up the east coast, they had a ransomware situation. And if you saw it on the news, you saw people in lines trying to get gas. I saw one guy that came up to the gas station riding a lawnmower, and he had all kind of containers on the back that he was trying to fill up with gas. But... Anyway, the Colonial Pipeline finally has restarted their operations after the cybersecurity attack that happened that started last week that forced the 5,500-mile privately-owned pipeline system to temporarily shut down, which, of course, affected the uh, fuel supply. Uh, Colonial is one of the biggest fuel pipeline operators in the United States, and they they got everything restarted around 5 in the afternoon on Wednesday of this week. Now, keep in mind, like I said, they're privately owned. So it was funny when I heard some of the Republican people speaking out, talking about what the Biden administration needs to do to correct this. And I'm like, okay, but hold up. This was not a federally owned situation. This is privately owned, so what do you expect Biden or anyone in the administration to do about it? So I don't know how much ransom these people were looking for out on the uh, what they call the dark web, five 
five what million? Million. Okay, five million. So apparently they paid them. They paid. Now I don't know if they got the whole five or what they settled on. <laughs> you think it was a payment plan or something? No, I'm saying I, I, you know I'm a lot sure of times the whole five. No, what I'm saying is that no, listen to what I'm saying. When the DC oh, police got hit with ransomware, so nice. I'm trying days. to tell you, when DC police got hit with ransomware, they were asked for whatever amount it was, and they came back and said, "We don't have that. We can get this amount, but we can't get that amount." And they negotiated and got some other number and settled on that. So I'm saying, I don't know. This pipeline, this company, that's not going to be everybody's story. Well, that's why I said I don't know. That was a drop I didn't say they did. I said I don't know. (laughs) You know what? Y'all beat me up if you want to. I'm saying I don't know. If they paid the whole $5 million, if they negotiated Mm -hmm. some other amount, but whatever it was, they paid something. And they said on the news this evening that the – people behind the cyber attack, the page that they had on whatever their blog was is no longer there. So I don't know if these people went and crawled back in a hole or where they went. I guess they got their money and took off. They went to St. Yeah, Croix. Yeah, they, yeah, they, went, yeah, they, they went got rolling. their money and said, all right, we'll be back when we run out of money. Yeah, they so anyway, rolling. yeah, that's, that's the, the long and short of it all. So hopefully mm-hmm. these gas lines will get better now that they've got the pipeline moving again. Yeah. I, I think people just went out and started panicking. I mean, they were putting gas in plastic bags. Is that stupid or what? Yeah, it was, that was that, weird. That was crazy. Crazy. You're not yeah. supposed to be able to do that. Why? Yeah, they showed this lady doing it. Come on, y'all. Y'all that damn stupid. Look, go, I, I'm not advertising for nobody, but Costco's got plenty of gas. <laughs> you know, but I tell you though, we, we I think that when we were speaking on the table table topic, that that mm-hmm. should be another table topic. Did did everybody really fall for the shortage mm-hmm. that fast? Yeah. I mean, because see, some people are so dramatic that anything yeah. that goes on, you know. I remember when the pandemic first started, and you know me, I'm an avid Walmart person, only basically because of the prices, you know me. And when I've seen people going out with with carts and carts of toilet paper. I said, damn, that is so much ass wiping that it's not even funny. Maybe I just wasn't, you know what I mean? And oh, believe me, oh. I, I I love a good I love a good bowel movement. Don't get me wrong, I love a good bowel movement. Oh, but I, I just felt like I just felt like I did not need a garage full of toilet paper in order to you know you to make me feel wrong. secure. No, no, not at all. And I, I wasn't felt. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that, well, I guess you can't really use too much stuff when it comes to the sewer system. But I just wasn't, I wasn't toting four or five different cases of 16 rolls per pack. I, no, mm-hmm. no, I didn't need that much. Well, that's the whole supply and demand theory. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like once somebody says there's a shortage of fill in the blank, yeah. people run yeah. out. They go in. They go in hard. I mean, this is no regard of anybody and you're getting what you think you need, and then you got to provide storage because everything goes bad after a while, you know. Even mm-hmm. canned goods expire. Don't get me wrong. You turn over that can of Campbell soup, and there's an expiration date. Okay, I don't care if you mm-hmm. got it back in a in a locked yeah. cabinet somewhere or a safe in your basement. That can of soup is going to expire, and it will taste very metallic. 
Anyway. Mm-hmm. What happens every time the weatherman says we're calling for snow? Yeah. Yeah. And they I'm say, oh, we might, get, yeah. we, we no might get a one inch of snow. People mm-hmm. run out and start but you, know, but you know what my, no my thing is you, you should prepare and you should constantly stock up if you're able to some people you know might be paycheck to paycheck but if you're able to stock up stock up on a regular basis and then when that time comes you can just sit back and start laughing at people like ah, they they run into the store I don't have to right so right stock you up know. with what you Absolutely. need for your stock up with what you need right. for your own particular consumption. Yeah. Not right. the fact because, that you're, you know, waiting for a hurricane. Look, here's or, the reality. If they call for two inches of snow, how long do you really think it's going to last? Do you need, like, 36 rolls of toilet paper? Do you uh, need yeah. six gallons of milk? I, look, I guess 18 or 20 for each yeah. week, I guess. Yeah, people, everybody. <laughs> I mean, they just be tripping. Yeah, that snow is when they it's go It's like, throughout. oh, we might have yeah. snow. Okay, the weather, the roads may be bad for two to three days. So get yeah. what you need for two to three days, and then everybody will have enough. But if one or two people go in there and clean off the shelves, then everybody starts tripping. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. all right. I'm yeah, let's move on. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right, we'll do that, and we're coming back with the Hit It and Quit It uh, headlines on the Pajama Party Show on the other side. Hey, of this is Redwine, just doing a few promos for the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. You know how we do it, PJs only, no clothes allowed, and I was just trying to get this done. Hey, Redwine, are you talking about the Pajama Party? where we talk about hot topics, movie reviews, living for the city, and what's popping with me about DD. I know you guys aren't doing this fight without me. Kevin with the Yellow Top. Did you tell everybody that um, we, they can reach us at apajamaparty.com or call us live, 914-803-4306. Check us out on Twitter, and don't forget to kiss us. Okay, now is the time for me to sing. Oh, me, me, no, me, no, me, no, me. No, we don't have time for all that. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. Morning, host Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Ay, 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 ay. Don't slide down. <laughs> what you red drinking, wine. yellow hammer? <laughs> tequila. Tequila. Drinking Ripple. Oh, wow. Ay, ay, ay. Fresh off the set of uh. Sanford and Son. Ripple. Oh, I don't even know what it is. Okay. Anyway. Uh, All right, let's okay. hit him and quit him. Uh, uh, okay, hit him and quit him. Uh, uh, Queen, chill out. <laughs> All right. All right, what uh, you Republicans, got? Republicans try to rewrite history during Capitol attack hearing. Oh, Lord, here we go with this BS. On January 6th, thousands of Donald Trump supporters stormed the U.S. Capitol, as we know. But you might never know that listening to Republican lawmakers during a House Oversight Committee hearing on Wednesday discussing what went wrong in police um, preparation for the January 6th riot and what the Trump administration did or did not do to quell the violence, Republican lawmakers tried to paint themselves as victims. Really? Oh so my it goes on to say, let me, uh, let me clear. There was no insurrection. This is Republican um, Andrew Clyde from Georgia. Oh, boy falsely claimed during Wednesday's hearing, and to call it 
And insurrection, in my opinion, is a bold-faced lie. This was uh, Clyde went on to say the video of the uh, day's violence looked to him like a normal tourist visit. What the oh, gosh. Um, really? Republican uh, Jody Heiss from Georgia falsely claimed that Trump supporters were the real victims that day, citing the death of Trump supporter Ashley Babbitt, who was um, killed by a U.S. Capitol Police officer as she tried to enter the um, House chamber by climbing through a broken glass door. It was Trump supporters who lost their lives that day, not Trump supporters who were taking the lives of others. Really? Lord, Hammer, what is wrong with these people? Um, Paul Geyser, from, uh, Republican from Arizona, a white nationalist um, whose own family um, disavowed him for helping to incite the riot, attempted to paint Babbitt as a veteran wrapped in an American flag. He also described the hundreds of insurrectionists um, arrested and charged by the FBI as peaceful patriots. Wow. And last but not least, Ralph Norman, Republican of South Carolina, questioned whether the rioters were, in fact, Trump supporters. It echoes an oh easily debunked conspiracy that those who stormed the Capitol that day were actually anti Fascists attempting to make Trump supporters look bad. Y'all mofos, y'all gonna make me cuss. And I don't do too much of that, but y'all motherfuckers, y'all just mm, mm, mm. asinine as y'all wanna be. We need to put all these uh, Republicans on the kissing list. Every last one of them. Because it's too late to try to rewrite history. I'm sorry. (laughs) The shit has hit the fan, it's gone, it's, it's, it's been done. So just face up to it. I don't understand how he could say, oh, they just seem like regular tourists. I'm like, really? Since when do tourists come in the Capitol the way that they did, and you think that that was just normal? And they said they were walking in a straight line, not upsetting the uh, velvet rope. Yeah, that they were hugging and kissing and all they, this uh, stuff. Like was, what? It was just wow. I did, I don't understand. Uh, what broadcast? I mean, I did do you understand. See? You know, I, you know, and, and and you know, when you say that stuff, you have to think about the thing that Martin Luther King had said. And you know, one thing I must say about Martin Luther King: Martin Luther King knew white folks, boy. He knew them well for 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 three different reasons. For one, first of all, he said go nonviolent because he knew just how crazy their asses was. Okay, mm-hmm. he said, don't even mm-hmm. attempt, don't even attempt to try to fight these jokers. Okay, mm-hmm. because for one, they got more resources. We can never have enough. Re- and we're talking about the, you know, the '60s and the, the '70s, and the, you know, it, it was like you know, well, '50s and '60s. Excuse me, because he was he was killed in '68. So we're talking the '50s, '60s, and on his particular watch. That he that was one aspect where he said, you know, we got to go nonviolent, you know. And then what he said, which was so monumental, he said that white folks are either, uh, how they say it, they were either sincerely ignorant or uh, selectively. I, I'll, I'll get it down. Yeah, I can't. It, it'll come back to me. But the phrase was conscious, so conscious, yeah, uh, conscious stupidity. stupidity or sincere ignorance. Yeah, that's now when you break down those two particular terms. It means that people, when when you're consciously stupidity, means you're conscious of the stupid shit that you're saying, is what he meant by that. Mm-hmm. But then when he said sincerely ignorant, 
that was a hillbilly that was raised back in the hills, been listening to a granddaddy on a on a, a, a loop. You know, when people say stuff, you want a loop. Because, you know, some of these white folks, you know, that were so racist were so ignorant at the same time. And they passed that ignorant aspect on year after year after year after year, generation after generation after generation. We're talking back to the middle 1800s. And it just kind of manufactured itself through the 20s and the 30s and the 40s and the 50s. And by the time the 50s and 60s got here, that generation of families was just so ignorant. It wasn't even funny. I mean, and, and, you know, you put the title of racism on the cap, but the ignorance is the ingredients, is where it all begins. You got to be stupid as hell in order to do dumb shit, you know. But anyway, let me get off of that. Okay. And only I only said swear words to make my story sound better. Anyway, <laughs> oh, uh, so we'll move on uh, to, uh, are we, are you done, uh, Kettle? Yes, uh-huh, yeah. Okay, all right. Now, okay, now this story here. This is the, this is something. Oh, now let me let me read the title first of all. Ohio lottery to give five people who got vaccine shots one million dollars each. Now they're going to hold a lottery. Okay. Now first of all, let's talk about Mike Dewan. Okay. Mike Dewan is a Republican governor of Ohio who was just on the CBS Morning Show with with Mason. You know, one of the gentlemen in the in the group with Gail King and uh, Tony yeah. DeCopola, mm-hmm. he was talking to Mason, and this man could not give Mason the straight answer when he started talking about Trump questions and things like that. He was tap dancing like Fred Astaire mm. when it came to giving straight answers about what was going on with the whole Trump regime and all that. Now, he got the nerve a couple of days later to come out with this here, okay? He says, now... Uh, uh, to the many uh, propositions that governments have used to try to bolster slumping demands of the COVID vaccine situation, Governor Mike DeWine of Ohio raised the ante, okay, considerably on Wednesday, announcing that the state would give five people $1 million each in return for having been vaccinated as part of a weekly lottery program. Five people, $1 million each. Now, first of all, what the hell did you do to get $1 million? Hmm. And it does not sound like a contest that could be rigged before it even gets started. Okay? I would love to see who gets the five people that gets picked. Now, if that's not an array of uh, Hmm. versatility, array of races, an array of neighborhoods, you know what I mean? Yeah, that could go on a if lot of If it's legit, if it goes all the way from the projects to the high rise, then I will see it and say, okay, well that was interesting. Mm-hmm. That was interesting ideal, okay? But you know what I mean? It, it, but like I said, this got rigged written all over it. So anyway, uh, the, so the lottery, you know, it will be paid by the government from a so-called federal coronavirus relief fund. Dewine, who is a Republican, as they say said during a statewide televised ad, uh, address, okay, the first the uh, first of five weekly drawings will be held on May 26th, according to DeWine. He said that the, whole lot, the uh, lottery commission will conduct them. Now, he's going to put the lottery commission in there to make it look legit or whatever. And, and even if it is legit, I mean, damn. But there's so Inst- much you can do with $5 million. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying, if you're going to give five people a million dollars each, why didn't you give 500 people 
$100,000 each. Or you could break it out even further, $50,000, $25,000 and raise the number. I mean, I just don't understand where people that are so short-fused, when he was talking to Mason about Trump, he couldn't even give a straight answer about anything going on in you know, Mar-a-Lago. And when I get into this, um, you know, what's popping, I'm, I'm going to talk about this whole Mar-a-Lago kind of, you know, That's this big a good old point. ball. Instead of five people to get a million dollars each, you could have. Why not bring that number down? Poor ass Ohio. Poor ass Ohio. Yes, Akron. Cleveland. I mean, come on. That Ohio was like, man. That, anyway, but yeah, we just. I'm, I'm gonna leave it at that. But uh, that was so interesting. And like I said, this guy was tap dancing like Fred Astaire talking to Mason when he was asking a question about what goes on in Mar-a-Lago when he went to visit Trump a couple of weeks ago. He said, what's going on? He was all the world. What you do? I'm just worried about coronavirus. He, then he couldn't give a straight answer. But he's going to come out with this fancy but stuff. He's that scared think, to say anything that's anti-Trump. Well, we'll see about five people. That was, like I said, it could have been 500 but, people. But, but how are they going to determine who the five people are? I guess the First five people get vaccinated. I guess yeah. I guess whoever gets vaccinated, their name goes the into a lottery. Yeah, in. the lottery board comes in and whatever they're going to put together. But they'll have it together by the 26th of May, and I'm sure you'll hear about it. I'm sure it'll be rebuttaled and it'll be on national news, and you know, so we still have. Wow. A, yeah. It sounds like they're going to everybody who gets vaccinated between certain dates. They're going to put all their names into the the proverbial yeah. hat. Yeah, they didn't and elaborate they on five that. People. And that's who's going to get this money. Yeah, but we'll that's see. Crazy. That. Anyway, just want to put that out there. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Anyway, Red I mean, Wine, it sounds you? like they're doing something good, but it still sounds shady somehow. It's just too much money mm-hmm. and too much. Yeah, that's money. like some undercover shade. All right, I got some good news for a change. Uh oh. I know. Good <laughs> news for a change. Uh, first black owned nail polish brand is being sold at Nordstrom. This is a vegan luxury nail uh, nail polish founded by Samara Walker. is now being exclusively uh, sold at Nordstrom.com. Uh, the name of the brand is Auda B, A-U-D-A dot B, Auda B. Uh, it's, it's on Nordstrom's online store. The polish, the nail polish is described as vegan-friendly, gel, gel-like nail polish that delivers ultra-rich and smooth color to your nails that is also resistant to chipping. So that's a good thing. But this is the first uh, black-owned brand that Nordstrom is uh, selling. I don't know why it took so long, but, you know, it's Ooh, I don't to laugh, but that, that, that's just a, some, some, just some bullshit. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Come on now. Why oh, it take so damn long? Nordstrom trying to get in on the uh, black black movement, mm. and they say, you know, we need to do something. So yeah, after fifty years, they're like, all right, yeah. we're gonna do something. So mm. we're gonna feature this brand, and yeah. so anyway, you know, if y'all want to support Auto B, you can go to uh, Nordstrom. I mean Nordstrom's. Uh, mm. Yeah, Nordstrom. <laughs> shut up, Nordstrom.com. And look for Auda B, A-U-D-A dot D, and uh, buy mm-hmm. some of her nail polish. Support the sister. You know, she got in. Wow. I give her yes, kudos. Cause she yeah, I have to give her that. Yeah. yeah. But broke. you know what? Macy's, Macy's has got them beat, so I'll, I'll get into that later. Uh, mm. 
think she's got them beat. That's all I can say. Got in? You said she got in? I think in. she got in. Because you know they don't let us get in and play. Was that like a Casper move? They don't let us play in their sandbox. So yeah. they let her in. So kudos to the sister, Autumn B. Okay. Autumn B got in. I went into a yes, Nordstrom. As a matter of fact, when you go to Chicago, you can you can go through Nordstrom in one part of the area of the neighborhood and come out on the Golden Mile on Michigan Avenue. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that. And I did this at least 15 years ago. I didn't know that this mm-hmm. would be the first of anything in yeah. that store. Wow. Any, wow. The first of anything yeah. in 2021 is BS, okay? Yeah. If you celebrate mm-hmm. anybody being the first anything in 2021 – Damn. Mm-hmm. Okay. It yeah, is so it's Well, cheers anyway. to Auto B, which takes us to yeah. cocktail of the week. Like Casper, she got in. <laughs> okay. Oh, right. right. Yeah, I, 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 I need a, uh, I need a yellow hammer after that one. All uh, right. Okay. Well, put the, the co- hammer down. What you got for us, Cal? Cocktail of the week. We got the yeah, cocktail of the week. Week week. It's called the Yellow Hammer Slammer. Uh, we got a lot going on on this one. Uh, two ounces of vodka, two ounces of rum, one ounce of amaretto of your choice, um, four ounces of orange juice, seven ounces of um, pineapple juice, and a handful of ice. So we're going to mix the vodka, rum, amaretto, orange juice, and pineapple juice together and then serve in a 20-ounce cup over ice. So that's called the yellow what I say? The Yellow Hammer Slammer. Yellow Hammer. Wait a minute. You said serve it in a 20-ounce cup? That's a big drink. Hey. <laughs> hey. That's why it's called the Yellow Hammer. Uh-uh. I'm just saying. It's, it's, it's going like, to knock wow, your ass out. Mm-hmm. That's, That's big enough to knock. share. Okay. There you go. If you want. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Okay. That'll be all on right. our website. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, cocktail of the week brought to you by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Thank you for that, Wind Kettle, the Yellow Hammer. Whoa. You're welcome. All right. That's serious. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we're coming back with Papa Didi and what's popping on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Pajama Party Show. No clothes allowed. I am Kettle from the original Pajama Party. If you haven't heard, Pajama Party Show, you've missed out. We've got hot topics, hidden and quitted headlines, what's popping with Papa Didi, our weird news, I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up, of course, the cocktail of the week, and uh, the world-famous cookie list. And, of course, you can't forget the last word. We serve it up each week on the Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 914-803-8306, or listen live at www.apajamaparty.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm going to talk to the Kettle. Hello. And Fred Wine. Bonsoir, darling. It is now time for the world-renowned 
Papa Didi and what's popping? Okay. <laughs> what's popping, Papa Didi? Man, what's popping? I tell you, um, this whole Mar Largo thing, you know, that Trump is at. I mean, now first of all, here's a guy that uh, started his whole career. He announced that he was going to be president as he came down the escalator at the Trump Tower. Mm-hmm. Okay. And since his, pre- his presidency, he hasn't been able to go back to New York. He couldn't go back to New York. Okay? That's how much New York despises his ass. So how's the person after a short four-year period lose their crib? You know what I mean? I mean, I'm sure he still has the place. I'm sure people live there and all that jazz. But Trump can't step foot back in New York. I mean, he... He's just been straight up, you know, blacklisted. But he doesn't want to. Because let me tell you one thing about Florida. Florida's a mess. If I'm not going to Disney World or Universal Studios, hell, you can have that state. I'm going to be honest with you. No disrespect. That joint is like, you know what? Like I said, I'll go there and, you know, I'll check out Disney and Mickey and Minnie and, and, you know, whoever's over there, the Seven Dwarfs and, (laughs) you know, (laughs) The roller coaster at Universal Studios and the the walk over there by Universal Studios where you can do all kind of, you know, stuff and what have you. But after that, man, I'm back on the plane or the train getting my ass up out of there because Florida, there's nothing I, nothing, I don't see anything in Florida that would draw you. Then you got that stand your ground law where you could be whooping somebody's ass and they could just pull out a gun and shoot you and say, well, he was whooping my ass, you know, case in point. Trayvon Martin. Anyway, now let's go back to uh, Mar-a-Lago. Now, here's a place that now is probably almost like a volcano where you can't get near it and you don't want to go in it because, you know, it's so forbidden. And I think with Trump being a president and having presidential rights, I think he's just like, you know, fortified that place on all four sides. And who knows what goes on in there? But, you know, the whole, was it, the QAnon people? Mm-hmm. They're not QAnon. talking, QAnon, they're not talking about no conspiracies related to that. They're not talking about no rumors related to that. Everything got to do with everything that has to do with something they don't particularly like or don't deal with. But nobody's talking about Trump and what he's doing with that four, $500 million that he's collected from his followers. Now, here's the deal on why everybody's so loyal to Trump. Now, if you're loyal to Trump, You don't have to pound the pavement. You don't have to get out there and campaign for donations because donations are rolling in like donuts. They're rolling in, and Trump is behind the big table just like your boy. What was his name in Scarface when he sat in front of that table? uh, Oh, Corleone. When he he sat at that table snorking all that coke and he'd lift up the gun and said, Say hello to my little friend. And he had a pound of cocaine in front of him. Well, I think the Trump is behind the big desk counting all the money. And I'm talking cash money, okay? Because one thing about a dealer, whether you're a drug dealer or you're dealing big things, and, 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 and in my own conspiracy theory, okay, now this is my own opinion, I do believe that these Republicans are not, not announcing it, but they're going down to Mar-a-Lago one by one. And they're coming back with suitcases of money for their self, 
for their campaign and whatever they need to do. Because if Trump got $400 million and you sitting back all day stacking, racking, and packing and using a joint that you, you know, that the banks use, a little, you know, that you put a bunch of money in and just flaps all day. I mean, this is this is my uh, uh, um, vision of what's happening to Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago is a well-kept secret that, and, and when you go there and you go pick up your little bag of money, you get stardust thrown in your eyes. So when you get back to D.C., everything you do, now you got to keep the lie going. You got to speak positive of the insurrection. You know what I mean? You got to go along. Anything the Democrats say, you got to say the opposite. You know what I mean? You got to, you know, you, you walking away with $6 million in a suitcase in more ways than one, whether it's in options or whatever, however they are carrying the dough. But they're carrying the dough. Because ain't nobody out there campaigning no more for fundraising. You don't hear about that no more. I don't even see anybody doing Who's pounding the payment anymore? Who's knocking on the doors anymore? The only thing they got now is the Republican campaign. And it's one big slush front that Trump put together like a big old Avon dis- distribution joint. And he's running it. He's giving out the money. And they're, they're loyal to him like the damn whiz. Okay. Mm-hmm. They come to him like the same way Dorothy, the Tin Man, the Scarecrow, the fucking Lion, and what? Who else was it? Wasn't it one more person? <laughs> anyway, probably Toto. So, yeah, Toto. Yeah, and like I said, they walk. I mean, just just as as I kick it around, just think about it for a minute on the spell that's on people. But what will bring a spell on you? Money, M O N E Y. Money will is the root of all evil. Don't ever forget it. That will change up people in a minute. Unless you got some type of a conscience or some kind of a heart. But if you ain't got no conscience, ain't got no heart, shit, money will take your ass over with the quick. I've seen it happen, okay? I've seen it happen. Money and drugs, oh, please. It will deem you defenseless, okay? So I'm leaving it at that. So think about it. Think about Mar-a-Lago. Nobody can go in. Nobody can come out. Nobody knows what goes on. You know, when your boy goes down there, what's his name? The one that just got rid of uh, old girl Cheney, McCarthy. Oh, yeah. McCarthy's got all kind of stardust in his eye. I think he got the biggest payday because that boy done changed up so much. He can't even talk straight on camera no more. He's red and flustered because he knows everything he's saying is crap. But... You know, he's got to do it because that's that's where he is. He done took the $15 million, took it back to D.C. He skimmed off about $5 million for himself through, through, through 10 of his campaign. And he's living large, you know, and, and and Trump is a supplier. So it's almost like, you know, he's, he's run the show. It's just like a damn drug drug pen. It's almost like, uh, like they're doing over in that movie with my man uh, Forrest Whitaker. Mm. What is that, Godfather of Harlem? Whoa. <laughs> Same difference. But just think about it. Think about it. Think mm. about it, all right? He said, I'm a hustler, baby. Think about it. I just want you to know it. That's all I got to say about that. But think about it, all right? Right. That was a good one. Well, think about it. Yeah, that McCarthy is a piece of work. Mm-hmm. He's got the spell on That's his all I'm going to say on that. He's got the spell on his ass. He is a piece of work. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of money up there in Mar-a-Lago. I got news for you. And if you if you ain't got the combination, you ain't getting down the driveway. So anyway. You got to say the right thing. Oh, they see you coming. They got cameras and a whole nine. They got money. They got they see everything coming. All right, now. And they got the police in their back pocket. They got everybody in their back. And then they got the governor. What's his name? Oh, DeSantis. DeSantis is that in the back pocket. Off. Then you got the guy that used mm. to be the governor. The guy that used to be the governor, he's a senator now. You know, uh, Tim. It's all uh, rigged. I forget his name. I forget his name. I think his name is Scott. No, not Scott. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, I just know DeSantis The past is governor, governor of man. Florida, he jumped right over Congress and went straight to senator. So they got a senator mm. Republican and they got a Republican governor not to mention wow. uh, McCarthy. They got all bases covered. First base, second base, third base, and Trump sits at home plate. There you go. Mm. Anyway, I'm going to leave that alone. Think about it. Mm. Bring to that one. All right. Okay. Time to lighten it up, Kettle. All right. Lighten it up. Lighten, lighten it up. It up. That was heavy. Mm. Papa be dropping okay. the heavy stuff. All right. <laughs> We're going to lighten it up with the weird news. I got a crazy okay. one for you. Mm-hmm. I got a woman forces her friends to mourn her at a, at her own fake funeral. I don't know what to say about this one. One woman has taken funeral curiosity to a new level by organizing her own funeral, except she's still alive. This woman's name is Myra Alonzo. She was so eager to know what it felt like to die that she forced her nearest and dearest to mourn her at a fake funeral where she laid in a rented coffin for hours pretending to be dead. I saw this picture. She had cotton stuffed in her nose. I don't know what that was about, but she laid up in that coffin. This woman was 59 years old from the Dominican Republic. She staged what she called a rehearsal funeral uh, last month in the city of Santiago, where she dressed head to toe in white with the cotton balls in her nose to immunate a real corpse. And the weirdest part of it is that her friends and family went along with it. They took turns walking up to the casket and cried, saying goodbye and how they were going to miss her and all this stuff. And they reminisced. And then they all sat around and had food and drinks and had, you know, recalling memories and Stuff, all of this while she laid up in the casket. She spent about $1,000 on this whole event, which, you know, cheaper than a real funeral because all of this was rented, but she didn't have to pay for anything else, you know, no burial, no cremation, no headstone. But she says the day turned out to be a roaring success because she said it was her dream come true. But she did offer some advice to her family and loved ones. She said she warned them not to die anytime too soon because laying in a coffin is not very pleasant. Now, is this woman crazy? You're going to spend $1,000 to have a fake funeral and lay up in a castle so you can hear people cry and fall out over you. No, she needs some attention. I'm putting her on the kissing list because that's some crazy stuff. Her name is Myra Alonzo with her fake funeral. Myra Alonzo, you crazy. 
Mm, mm, mm. I think um, the thing in her nose that might be some type of tradition or something they do um, with uh, her nationality or something. I don't know. It's something crazy. It might uh, be. Like it That's said. in the Dominican Republic. <clears throat> she sure yeah. had the cotton stuffed in her nose. No telling what they're going to do. I don't know. Do. <laughs> wow. Girl, all I know is Ooh. that's some crazy stuff. Anyhow, moving on. Uh, over to you, uh-huh. Papa Didi. What, what's your weird news tonight? This weird news. This, uh-huh. this is a Georgia man drilled drilled into a fuel truck of a parked U-Haul truck. A parked U-Haul truck. So now, first of all, now you, a drill causes a spark. And I, I don't know why his ass didn't blow up. Anyway, <laughs> a Georgia man. Now, this is what I was saying about this whole situation with this gas thing. You know, this was something that just happened. So how did it all of a sudden just get crazy. I just some I just think that some people just lose their damn mind five minutes into the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> game hadn't even started. You know they the, do. the pipeline just shut does oh. anything that shuts down, I mean you freak out on everything that shuts down no matter what it may be. I don't understand. Anyway, George Man decided to skip the long lines forming outside the gas stations in the wake of the Colonial Pipeline cyber attack and stopped by a line of parked U-Haul trucks instead. Okay? 25-year-old man drilled holes in the fuel tank of multiple U-Haul trucks Wednesday night, spilling now, not getting, spilling 35 to 45 gallons of gas on the ground. Okay? Obviously, now here's the deal. Whenever you puncture a hole in anything, what happens? Stuff starts to flow, right? Now, if you're not ready for the you, if you're not ready for the flow, all right. Now you got probably a gallon jug of you know milk jug or something, and the water and the gas is coming out you know profusively, and you're you're sitting there trying to catch it in a you don't have a funnel. You know, it sounds to me like he didn't bring the right tools to the that game. Was, that was All right, that's that's the mm-hmm. situation. All right. So anyway, uh, the uh, the Griffin Police. This was in a county, a little town Crazy. called Griffin. Griffin Police Department said that uh, dozens of firefighters had to clean up the hazardous gas spill, and it was raining. Mm. It said cats and dogs while it was happening. Oh my goodness! So thank wow. God they, that the firemen were thankful that it was raining because it kind of diluted. Yes. The whole situation of the the, the gas and everything, oh, and the surveillance, mm-hmm. and they couldn't find the guy at first because he fled. But surveillance wow. surveillance images near there saw him walking from the U-Haul to the KFC, and he parked mm-hmm. behind the Kentucky mm-hmm. Fried Chicken where they was able to get his license plate and all this jazz. But like I said, getting back to the to the moral of the story is that why do we? When something goes awry, when something goes awry by 8 a.m., we are losing our mind by lunchtime. <laughs> now, this, now, this joke was in Georgia, right? Now, the, big, the beginning of the pipeline is in Texas. Okay, now, this, now when you cut your water hose off in the, in the, in the yard, there's still water in the hose unless you sprayed it as you was turning it off the faucet. But in most cases where there's a pipeline or a water hose, there's some fuel left in the line. And I'm sure there was gallons and gallons of fuel left in the line. And like I said, I'm not downplaying the situation because it was a situation. But we got to stop listening to shit. And <laughs> Red wine is going to kick out. And five minutes later, people say, oh, my God. Domino sugar, 
the sugar was tarnished, they go out and get, you know, everybody gets like. Let me go buy all the sugar I can buy. No, they go get Splendor. They get 9,000 pounds of Splendor (laughs) because they don't want to mess with Domino. Wow. Anyway. We'll, we'll move on, Kettle. What crazy. you got? Let's oh, my God. Leave that alone. Woo. Yeah, that's just crazy. Oh, um, five minutes in. Five minutes Ooh, in. Yeah. This, this is crazy. Oh. A woman posed as a student to promote Instagram page. This is in Miami. Here we go. 28-year-old oh, woman who wanted to promote her Instagram page attempted to blend in with students at a Miami area high school. Monday's stunt at American Senior High School landed Audrey um, for Asisquina in jail, where she's facing charges of burglary, interfering with a school function, and resisting arrest without violence. Um, the lady Audrey uh, started handing out pamphlets printed with her Instagram account after sneaking uh, into the campus around 8.30 a.m. Um, she had a black backpack and carried a skateboard, and she walked through the hallways recording herself. What kind of shit is that? School security tracked Great. her down as she was wandering the um, hallways while students were in classrooms, an arrest report said. Um, she told investigators she was looking for the registration office. So investigators said she headed towards the registration office but did not enter. Instead, she continued walking through the hallways, talking to students, news outlet reported. Uh, security officers tried to catch up with her again but she didn't stop. They notified the office um, of the security threat on campus. An officer spotted her walking across the uh, faculty parking lot and told her to stop. She continued walking. Boy, she tried to get the hell up out of here. The school <laughs> system will be conducting a thorough review of the incident. Um, Miami-Dade County Public Schools, um, uh, Jocelyn uh, Calvaldelia told the Miami Herald, uh, they will be looking to how uh, she was able to sneak into the school and uh, elude uh, security several times. So this woman, she needs attention too. I'm like, twenty eight years old, you ain't got nothing else to do. You're kind of cracking like well, a bee after this. Man. But you try to recruit people to to come to your Instagram page, but you're recruiting kids. I'm like, that's stupid. That's that whole thing is crazy. She's up there at yeah, school where the kids are trying to get them to follow her. No, but I'm saying she's 20 years old. How are you passing for 18? Exactly. She didn't. I saw a she picture like of her. A young I face, yeah. She didn't but look that young know. to me. No, but I guess, you know, I don't know. She just looked plain Jane to me. But um, hmm. why would you okay. go to school and do that? That's just crazy. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Okay. Yeah, why not go to a mall or something if you're trying to recruit followers? But to go to a school, I'm like, okay, if you're pushing 30, why do you want a bunch of youngins following you on Instagram? Yeah, that well, that's even make- on Instagram. That's the world she's in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, that's the world. Well, you, you clocked that, Papa. That's the world she's in. You're right. Yeah, she's tripping. All right, mm-hmm. well, that wraps up the weird news. Yeah. What can I say? It's mm-hmm. weird. If you got any comments or anything <laughs> we talk about, you're welcome to call uh, 914-803-4306. If you're already called in, press 1. 
on your phone, you'll put into put in, be put into the queue, and we'll uh, pull you up, and you can say what you want to say. Talk about what you want to talk about. We're liberal, we're easy, and uh, we're here to uh, discuss well, whatever I you got am. going on. So for yourself, you know, I ain't Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought I thought that I was promoting this show for everybody. Are we all like all individuals here or what? I say something and all of a sudden me that ain't me. What the hell? What the hell? Okay, so what are we? What are we? Democrat, Republican, Independent? Are we just like three different entities? I'm red wine, that's what I am. All right. We're gonna take a break. Okay, I tell you what. Then starting tomorrow, we're gonna starting tomorrow, we're gonna stop sharing toothbrushes. Okay, that's it. Sharing a toothbrush. No more toothbrush sharing. Starting today. All right, let's take a break. Yeah, we take need a break. A break. And uh, and we coming back with uh, what do we come back with? We'll be you. back on the oh me. Come back. With, okay, uh, on the other side. Red of wine, the but I'm just saying. Yeah. Take a break. You're listening. Looking for a new cocktail to serve at your next dinner party? Trying to figure out what pairs well with your main entree? Then you need to visit the Cocktail of the Week archive at apajamaparty.com. We've got a list of all the cocktails we've featured on previous Pajama Party shows with recipes and pictures of the drinks. And believe me, we've had some good ones. And while you're on the website, visit the archives for previous shows. Just click on any date, and you can hear the shows again and again. We've got you covered at apajamaparty.com. And tell a friend. They'll thank you. All right, welcome back to a John Party. I'm your host, uh, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Como te okay. All right, red wine's from Paris, by the way. If you didn't pick up the action, see, Benjamin Rouge. What do I suppose to say in response to that? Ima, Ima. Oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> Hail me a cab. Where can I get a dry martini? No anyway, no uh, we got uh, Red Wine coming up with her segment called I'm Just Saying. All right. Take it away. Thank you, Papa Didi. Merci beaucoup. Okay, tonight I'm just saying we should not need a law to wear our hair naturally. Why we need a law for that in the in the office, you know, business environment? So there's some legislation that's called Creating a Respectful and Open World for Natural Hair. So that whole thing has an acronym called CROWN, C-R-O-W-N. That's where that, you know, makes the acronym Creating a Respectful and Open World for Natural Hair, CROWN. Mm. So the CROWN Act has been gaining significant momentum across the country. But what I don't understand is why do we need legislation to avoid discrimination for wearing our natural hair in the workplace? Why do we have to have a law to protect us from being fired or not hired just because we choose to wear our hair the way we choose? If I don't want to poison my body with chemicals to artificially straighten my hair just to make some people, white people, 
more comfortable with my appearance, then that's my choice. I'm just saying that's my choice. Why do we need a law that allows us to be who we are naturally? Now, there's so many crazy laws on the books. Like I saw one law that said, I think it was in D.C., it's an old law that has never been removed from the books that says when you cross the Washington, D.C. line, you're supposed to blow your horn. Nobody does that. That law was probably from who knows when ago, but it's still on the books. So I'm saying there's a lot of crazy laws, but the fact that they can't even get a majority agreement on this Crown Act tells me everything I need to know about the people who make up the Congress. Hmm. This shouldn't even be a debatable issue, but yet it is. The lawmakers who sponsored the Crown Act have been trying to get this bill passed for several years now, and it blows my mind that it's even required just so that those of us, like me, that are natural hair wearers have a fair shot at employment. What I want to know is how are white people treated when they show up for a job interview with pink hair, purple hair, orange hair, crazy twists, braids, all kind of crazy haircuts, unusual, whatever. Do they get turned away because of the way their hair looks? Or is it just us that employers have a problem with? That's what I want to know. Is it that employers are threatened by black folks with twists, dreads, locks, plaits, whatever? Do they think that because we wear our hair natural that we're less intelligent, less capable? Do they think that we're some kind of risk to their businesses? What I don't know what it is. Would they hire a white woman with flaming pink hair with a high school diploma? Versus a black woman with with dreads or a twist or something with a degree. That's what I'm trying to understand. They'll never say that, oh, the reason you didn't get the job is because, you know, you had those twists or locks or cornrows or whatever in your hair. They're never going to say that. But apparently it seems to be a problem. And I think that what the issue is is that they just don't get it or they don't understand it. And the reality is, they don't have to. It's not for you to understand. It's not for you to get it. But what you do need to do is respect it. The mere fact that there is legislation being circulated to allow us the right to wear our hair the way we choose is disgusting. And that's a problem. But see, it's all a game that's being played. They're looking for anything that they can come up with to try to disqualify us and to limit us and to keep us from rising up, achieving, you know, moving forward, whatever. But it's up to us to not let them get away with it. Now, I wear my locks proudly and out loud, and I dare somebody to say something to me at a business meeting at any entity, whether it's private industry, government, or otherwise. I wish you would Say something disrespectful to me because my hair is natural. I want you to. I really do. Because I will read you really nice and professionally. And you're going to go 
lick your wounds and tuck your tail when I'm finished with you. So if you want to do it, bring it. I want you to. I dare you to. I'm just saying. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying we should not need a law to protect us from employment discrimination over the way we choose to wear our hair. That should be all right. If that's the way your hair is naturally, you should be able to wear your hair naturally. You ain't going to make me perm my hair because it makes you comfortable. That's all I'm saying. Kiss my natural behind. Anyway, I'm done. Okay, Red One. Bonsoir. Mm, that was Red One. But I'm just saying. I'm just and, saying. Uh, she always got something to say. What are you saying? That's crazy. Makes a lot of sense. Why do you have to have a law? That says you can't discriminate against somebody because their hair is natural. Okay. Well. Anyway, let me go to the phone lines before we kick it over to Papa Didi with uh, Living for the City. Let's pick up a caller. Uh, let's go to the lines. Caller, hello. Welcome to the Pajama Party Show. Go ahead with your comment tonight. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Go right oh, in with your caller. comment. Okay. Okay, I'm the caller. Um, I have quite a few issues, but I'm just going to just um, elaborate on one because you guys covered so many good topics tonight, and I really, really enjoyed listening tonight. So I want to tell you all that and thank you all individually. Um, thank this you. This is Fancy from North Carolina, but I'm listening from Philadelphia. Hey, Fancy. Hey. My mom's home. I came to visit her. Um, she's having her little issue, so keep her in prayer. But here's my oh, issue. I have, I, I got a bone to pick with kettle, and Uh-oh. I got another bone to pick with red wine. Okay. All right. So in my, travels, in my travels, I scoop up a bottle of kettle, kettle one, and I was traveling with this bottle of red wine. So I runs out of the kettle. So tonight I decided to open up this red wine so I could listen to the pajama party and sip with y'all in my pajamas, right? All right. So this corkscrew thing I got right here, it's the old, you know, the old metal one you could open up a bottle of beer or something with. I put this rascal in here an hour or two ago, and I can't get my wines open. My red wine won't open. Not only that, not only that. I'm sending out a red, <laughs> y'all listen here, I'm sending out, uh, this is a red alert, I don't even, I don't even know what kind of alert, the damn bottle neck done broke with the oh. cork, uh thing, trying to get the corkscrew out, so now I can't drink no red wine, red wine, kettle, oh. I'm out of kettle, and Papa oh. D, I, I don't even know what, I'm, I'm down in my mama's bar, down in the basement trying to find something. But I'm I a brown liquor guy. I'm going to pour you some brown stuff. Yeah, man. you better go find you some brown liquor now. I don't even know what's down here. Her bar been down there like for forever. But I'm going to find oh. something. But I, I was on it for 45 minutes and hung up and called back. Then I got to go up here and put her, uh, um, I can't stay because I got to make sure she takes her night meds. And her um put her her um CPAC mask on so she's fighting with me. But I love you guys. I've listened. I'm glad you have listened to me. But I wanted y'all to know the issues I've had tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Girl, we love you. 
And I'm so sorry for calling. <laughs> All right, y'all. Good night. Sorry that oh, your right. bottle broke, but Papa Didi said go find you some brown liquor and you'll be all right. Yeah, I'm mad because it's my favorite red. It's some apothe red, and I can't, I can't even mess with it because the glass oh, broke. Oh my goodness! I got two red. I'm mad at in the mug. Bye, y'all. That's a good. Have a good night. Okay, thank you, Thank you so much. Fancy going through. Girl. You think you have the bad Listen to fans Oh my huh? goodness <laughs> She messed up a bottle of Apothic Red That's one of my favorites And she ran out of kettle oh, Come on man, can't run, run out of kettle now <laughs> Ran out of kettle uh, Broke the Apothic uh, Red Oh god Got to go with the brown Got to go with the brown Got to go brown Time to go downtown with brown Alright I guess that's a segue to, to you Papa <laughs> Okay. What All right. Uh, uh, let's see here. What I'm going to do, um, I'm not going to really dwell on tonight, but uh, what, what, what are we going to do? We're gonna, what I'm going to do over the next couple of weeks is just talk about the family. Uh, I think that's something I'm going to take on in the uh, Living for the City uh, category of things. You know, just to speak on, um, you know, where the family is today. You know, and I really can't say the black family because I think every family is going through an array of things. And and I'm speaking on things that has nothing to do with COVID. Okay, this is long before COVID. This is this goes all the way back to the 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 uh, crack addiction and things of this nature. You know, just uh, mental illness and things of this nature that has affected the different families over the last. Uh, you can put any year you want on it. You can go from 50 to 40 to 30 to 20 years back in the family to see what intricate things that have happened in the family that made it what it is today, whether it made it better, made it worse, whether it recovered or it's just laying dormant. Because I think that everybody now today, and I can honestly say everybody because, you know, I thought at one time I had one of the most fabulous families growing up with all my brothers and sisters and everything like that. But, you know, we're just as broke up as anybody, you know, and and right now to see where it is, where you, you're not even in contact with, with relatives anymore, and it gets to the point where it doesn't even matter, you know, it's not, and it's not so much that it doesn't even matter on the anger thing, it's just the fact that the uh, things run so deep that you, you wouldn't even know where to start, and you ask yourself, do I really want to start? Do I really want to open up this situation? Do I want to try to soothe this? And is it even possible to soothe because other entities have come into play? You know, you may be into something with your brother or your sister, and now their child have gotten grown, okay? So now they have an opinion that may be on the side of your adversary. So now you can't even speak to your blood brother or sister because you can't get past the damn niece or the nephew, you know what I'm saying, who think that they're so damn grown. So, you know what I mean? Like I said, over the next couple of weeks, we'll, I will get different topics on the family and to see where it went wrong, where it, whether it's baby mama drama or just uh, a divorce or just uh, custody, a lack of custody, who lost custody, where to, where to crack uh uh, situation came into play and what it destroyed 
how it destroyed, what it took away, what heirlooms it may have took from the family, what got sold, you know, what got, you know what I mean? It just, it, it just goes on and on and on. It is so, so deep. And it's something that we've learned to live our life. And it's nothing that we, we dwell on. It's nothing that we put. This is not going to put pressure on anything or anybody. It just will put a light like we need to put a light on anything else, on where is your family and what's happening with your family, and where are you today, and who do you have access to, and who do you not just damn don't want to be bothered with anymore. You know what I mean? So, like I said, over the next couple of weeks, in the segment of uh, Living for the City, I just want to get deep with the family. It's not going to be personal to anybody's family in particular. We'll keep it general and take questions or comments or even stories or, you know, just whatever you want to contribute, you know, your own testimony for that matter. But uh, it's a discussion that I feel that needs to be discussed just to, if nothing else, get off your damn chest. So there you go. Over the next couple weeks, we'll talk about the family. Okay, now. Okay. Wow, interesting. Um, I, I can't wait for it, but uh, I, I'm just going to chime on that like two seconds. Um, there was a Dr. Phil episode today, and um, it was uh, her four kids, and it was a mother, and the mother just um, just seemed like he was just crazy. Um, kind of remind me of the movie Precious. But, um, you know, the kids, they didn't know what to do. They just felt as if it was their fault. But come to find out, the mother, she was broken. So some things that happened in her her, her past that um, finally came about and uh, come to find out she was broken. So it wasn't the kids. It was her. So, you know, sometimes yeah. we got to reflect and, and and step back and look at our own selves and, and, and see what the real yeah. deal is. But, uh, yeah, but um, I'm yeah, interested. That, it's, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that catalyst could be very interesting. You know, you have to, after a while, find the catalyst of uh, of the repetition, mm-hmm. the catalyst of the how how things got to be routine and who, play, who right. played a part by not preventing it to happen. And it, it mm-hmm. can touch two or three generations, you know, like the two or three generations of public assistance and food stamps yeah. and things of that nature, stuff that just was just going on and on and on and on without even trying to make it any different. So, like I said, it can get deep. It can get really deep. Right. Like I say, we won't get real personal where we're bringing tears to people's eyes, but just to bring awareness to what's happening out there because everybody has a story. Eight million stories in the family issues. So don't be oh, bashful sure. Sure. in the future yeah. to speak on situation you can always say i got a friend that blah 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 if it's you say i got a friend who believes i got a friend that's tripping okay all right we're going to take a quick break and we're coming back with kettle who's going to give us Hello? the update on what's happening in entertainment hollywood and all that kind of stuff like that right there on the other side of the break on the pajama party show Hi, this is Papa Didi. If you haven't heard of the Pajama Party, you're missing out. We got hot topics, hidden quitter headlines, what's popping with me, weird news, I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city again with me, the Hollywood wrap up the kettle, the cocktail of the week, the world's famous kissing list, and of course, the last word. 
We serve up each week on the Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at 914-803-4306 or listen at www.apajamaparty.com and also follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm one of your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time for Kettle with the Hollywood Rapper. You ready for it, Kettle? Come on. Come on with it. All right, Hollywood. Hollywood. Okay, what we got going on in Hollywood? We got quite a bit, so hold on. Buckle up. Howard University. Okay, Howard University names actor Felicia Rashad as College of Fine Dean. Wow. Uh, a H- fine you. arch dean. Yeah, H.U., you, you know. You know. You know. Uh, the, the university announced the appointment on Wednesday morning, saying um, they chose uh, Rashad, a Howard alumni, after uh, conducting a nationwide search. Wow. Um, she will resume her role on July 1. All right. Um, she's been a busy girl. Uh, beyond her time on the Cosby Show, everybody knows her on the Cosby Show is the mom. Uh, but she's extensive resume includes NBC's This Is Us, the Pixar movie Soul, the Fox series Empire, and uh, a Raisin in the Sun, and so on and so on. I was like, all right, she got it going on. It's gonna be interesting if she's going to be here full-time and if she's going to, you know, have a residence uh, here in, in the uh, District of Columbia. So it's, that that should be interesting. So bring some Hollywood to, to D.C. Um, also, yeah, it should be interesting. Also, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2021 inductees include Tina Turner, Jay-Z, and the uh, Faux Fighters. Um, should be interesting. Uh, the Go-Go's, Carol King. Um, Carol King, she's had, um, she's been in there before. Oh, she, you oh, know really? what, she must have got a Kennedy's honor. That's what it was. Okay. I was thinking that she was already inducted. I was hearing anything. So that's interesting. Um, they said this year has been the most diverse of uh, people that have been in there. And also to be eligible to be uh, for induction, Artists have to have um, had released their first record 25 years earlier and have created music whose originally impact and influence has changed the course of rock and roll. Interesting. That must be a wide genre. So Jay-Z and rock and roll? I, I don't get that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it goes okay. pretty wide. Isn't, um, yeah. Did you mention Gil Scott Harris? Because I, I thought I read that he was being inducted, too. Hmm. No, it's not in this particular article here. Mm-mm. Okay. I thought I read Gil Scott Heron and Tina Turner. Jay-Z. Yeah, I said Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that Gil Scott Heron was, wasn't already in there. Yeah, he should have mm-hmm. been. Yeah, for sure. That's Papa Didi's man. <laughs> My main okay. man. That's your main man. 
Um, in other news, Ellen DeGeneres confirms her longtime NBC talk show will air its final season in 2022. So Ellen is gone. Ellen is 63. Wow. Okay. She's up in age. Um, so she's, she's going to call it quits. Um, I think it's because of uh, some past things that happened in the past with her uh, producers. They said the producers weren't the best producers. They weren't nice when they had um, different uh, guests on there. Um, since then, those producers have been fired. It was about three producers. But, um, you know, everything reflects on Ellen, so, you know, she was getting the backlash, unfortunately. So uh, she's going to call it quick. Uh-huh. Uh, she says she says it's just not challenging anymore. So, you know, she got other things up her sleeve anyway. Um, you know, the talk has been Tiffany Haddish may take over that particular slot, time slot, because um, she's just filling in for Ellen sometimes, so. Um, she's busy. Tiffany Hedges is a busy woman now, so she's popping. She's she's what's hot now. So it's gonna be interesting okay. to see that. Also Janet Jackson to auction off over a thousand items for charity. Um she's gonna auction off uh, for charity. A portion of the proceeds from the auction will benefit Compassion International, a global child advocacy ministry that partners with churches around the world. So Interesting. Um, seems like she's going to be giving away, you know, some clothes that she had in different videos and just different things. But that's a lot of items, a thousand items. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. And last but not least, Georgetown here in Washington, D.C., Blues Alley, um, they're talking about clothing. They were founded in 1965. What? Blues Alley, which calls itself the nation's oldest continuous um, operating jazz supper club, um, they may uh, close. Um, the the guy that um, owns the building, he wasn't able to, um, well, he's leasing from um, a particular uh, company, and he wasn't able to negotiate a new lease. So apparently the owners are talking about selling the building. So, um, you know, this is a long institution here. Blue Valley since 1965, so uh, it's going to be bittersweet. So, yep. And uh, that's my Hollywood wrap up. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're up to date. That was a good one. I'm curious about this um, Hall of Fame thing, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What? Who's going to be in it? Yeah. I mean, I, I I haven't seen the whole list yet. I saw a mm-hmm. partial list. Okay. So hopefully Gil Scott Heron is in there because he should have been mm-hmm. in there a long time ago. If y'all don't I know agree. who Gil Scott Heron is, look him up. I know that's right. Mm-hmm. That brother was dropping some some deep knowledge, you know, back in the day. So, yeah, check out Gil Scott Heron. All right, well, we're going to take another quick break, and then we're going to come back with the Kiss It list. So you still have time. If you want to put somebody on the Kiss It list, give us a call at 914-803-4306 and tell us who you want to add to this week's Kiss It list. So let us know, and uh, we're going to do that right after this break on the Pajama Party Show. This is Beyonce. 
Not. It's Friday night, so run and tell somebody that the pajama party is on right now, right here on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. Oh yeah, this is how we do it. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1 to get in on the conversation. Or you can join us online at www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner. So if you want to give a shout out, wish a happy birthday, hear yourself on the radio, or get your 15 seconds of fame, you need to call us right now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. How often do you get a chance like this? Hey, we're only on until 10 p.m. Eastern, so get on the phone and call us right now. We're waiting to make you famous, even if it is just for tonight. Don't be shy. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1. I'm going to stop by the bar, but I'll meet you back at the show. Hi, right, welcome back to the Jump Party. One of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kevin. Hello. Red wine. Some fly, darling. All, All right. right, Papa Didi. Can you tell everybody about what is the Kiss It List? The Kiss It List that we talk about throughout the show is people that show their butt, and we got a song for them at the end of the selection of the people, and just well, you know, 45s on there every week. Donald Trump. And all the Republicans that are just keeping the lie going, and oh my God, I just can't even, you know, everybody. This is, you know, yeah. that whole group. And like I said, that whole Mar Largo uh, situation, because I feel like that's a real, it's a real fort. It's, a, it's, a, it's like, you know, a fort, Fortnite kind of thing. It's, you know, it's a fort. And, and Trump is keeping that real surveillance, and there's a lot of money there. I guarantee there's tons of money, just like uh, American Gangster when uh, Denzel had money hidden underneath the dog, uh, <laughs> underneath the <laughs> underneath the doghouse. I mean, wow. So anyway, other than that, we got uh, I got the firefighters who took those unauthorized pictures of Kobe's remains. Oh God! Put them on the kids mm-hmm. list. Yeah, they should be shot for real. The guy uh, that was the uh, idiot that was trying to... I'm sorry, go ahead, Carla. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Idiot that was trying to get gas out of the fuel, out of the U-Haul trucks. Yeah. And was spilling <laughs> it all over the place. Oh, boy. And how do, you get fuel, how do you get fuel out of a gas tank by drilling it when a drill will cause a spark? And that's all hmm. gas needs. And you're spilling more hmm. than you can collect. He was lucky. Yeah, he was. Angels God was on with his him. side. Yeah. Yeah, God was with him for sure. All right. Who you got, Kim? Uh, Republicans um, trying to rewrite history. No, oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's about four or five of them. Um, the Myra Alonzo and uh, the uh, yes, Audrey. Yeah, the fake funeral. Right. And um, Audrey, um, 28-year-old student. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, DeSanto was the governor of uh, Florida. Oh God, for sure. And I'm adding yeah. the the uh, governor from Ohio with that one million dollar lottery for five people. 
instead of trying to make that money, money, you know, a little bit better. The wine is his name. Yeah. Did we say the Florida governor just because he's a moron? We did. We did. Okay, I just Uh want to say him twice. Did we say uh, McCartney? McCarthy. McCarthy, I'm sorry. McCarthy, Speaker of the House. Well, what is he? He's a minority speaker. Majority, yeah. Whatever he is. But they're in the minority now, so. Tim Scott. Yeah. South Carolina Senator. The brother, yeah. the brother said, uh, "This is not a racist country." He needs to have his head examined. Yeah, I'm like I don't know what what you've been seeing and hearing. Well, he's a senator, and he's part of the whole Mar-a-Lago uh, lie. Part of the problem, Mister Scott. <laughs> uh, anybody else for this week? No, that's enough. Uh, let's see. I think we. I think we Don't got forget it. Nordstrom for thinking that uh, we Oh, need... yeah. Nordstrom for trying to get on the black train. Yeah, the first <laughs> black such and such. Yes. Yeah. Um, she the first it's black... a big deal, too. First it's, black, it's, it's, uh, it's... you know, beauty product that they've carried. Black-owned yeah, they beauty think it's... product. Get yeah, out of here. Think, Not think, the product, They think it's a big owned. deal. Yeah, it's, it's a... They think it's a big deal, but it's it's, it's yeah. insulting to us. I'm like the first they think time they should be celebrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how, how long have y'all been in business? <laughs> okay, yeah. but anyway, mm-hmm, since Hector sure. was knee high to a pup. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got, got a special award for everybody on this week's Kiss It List. Hang on to your hats, cause here's my entire my ass All right, welcome back to the Jumper Party. Uh, one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. That was the world famous Kiss It List. Anytime you want to add somebody to the Kiss It List, all you got to do is call us up at 914-803-4306 and press 1. You want to add your neighbor, your ex, your boss, whoever. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Put them on the kissing mm-hmm. list. We will call them out, first name and last name, if you give it to us, because we don't care. Oh wow! Oh. <laughs> we will put them on blast. See if you can't get their social. Yeah, yeah. put their social out there, address, email, whatever. All right. Yep. But we're down to the last word. About to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Papa Didi, what's your last word tonight? My last word is just uh, go in peace, you know, and 
Just remember some of the key things we talked about tonight, you know, as far as uh, Mar-a-Lago, what's going on with that, because it's all about greed, and we have to understand that we're all uh, one nation, as they say, under a groove. Getting and down. we can't, we can't really, we can't separate ourselves and forget about that uh, China and Russia is watching our asses every day and will jump on an opportunity to take us over, you know, because the uh, Japanese did it. 1941 in Pearl Harbor. So I don't think people are afraid to challenge us. They're just looking for the right opportunity. So they test you with cutting out your fuel supply and all the stuff they can do. And once they've conquered enough can-dos, who knows what's next. So we should unify for no other reason but that. You know, stop fighting amongst each other because, believe me, if if the war breaks out, we all put in our head between our legs and kissing our asses goodbye. So be safe. What you got, real one? Right, real one. Yeah. Okay. My last word is, if you still feel like you don't want to be vaccinated, please reconsider. We have got to get beyond this whole COVID situation. And it's really going to be helpful if everybody gets on the bandwagon. Normally, I'm distrustful of the government, but under this administration, I do feel more confident. I don't think they're running a game on us. We got to get closer to this whole herd immunity. So let's all, you know, band together. Tell your friends, your family, if they're hesitant, go get vaccinated. Let's get to where we can all have a little more freedom and get back to living life. So let's look out for one another. That's my last mm-hmm. word. Oh, and I agree. go on, mm-hmm. go on Nordstrom.com and support their first black-owned nail polish provider businesswoman. Order, I forgot her name now. Order B, Audra B, whatever it is, support her. What's your last word, Kim? Um, just to clap back at that. Like I said, Macy's been on the bandwagon. Um. But the African Americans, um, first innovative thing, Nina Parker, she does E, and uh, she's like a Wendy Williams. She's in Macy's now, her um, four-figure line of clothing. Uh, kudos to her, Nina Parker. Do your thing. Um, and uh, you were correct, Gil Scott Heron. He will be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, That's they my said man. he Singer, songwriter, and the early influencer of hip hop. I mean, like you said, nobody knows who Gil Scott Heron is. You guys need to check it out. And um, also, one more last note: um, the NBA is going to create a, a new um, uh, long-time um, achievement award um, under Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's name. It's going to be for Social Justice Award um, after. Um, the basketball legend, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, so, uh, hey. so that's going to be nice. Yeah, yeah, finally he's getting his props. He's been getting it, but this, I think this kind of seals the deal. So um, kudos to him. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. But uh, just um, be safe out there and just stay masked up. And uh, like you said, let's, let's all get vaccinated. Let's, let's do the right thing, you know. Let's protect yourself and everybody else. That's the key thing, so. Yeah, that's, that's my right. last word. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that mm-hmm. wraps it up for another edition 
of the Pajama Party Show. We hope you enjoy it. I sure did. Uh, we're going to get on out of here, but we're going to do it again next Friday night. Shout out to our listeners and our callers and uh, our parent company, dchomegrown.com. Be sure to check out the website, apajamaparty.com, where you can listen to previous episodes and you can get recipes for cocktails if you're entertaining. Now that they're lifting the mask requirements, you might want to do some in-home entertaining. So if you need some good cocktail recipes, go to apajamaparty.com, click on Cocktail of the Week, and we've got quite a, a library of cocktail recipes for you. So be sure to check that out as well. Mm-hmm. Um that's all I have. Oh, uh, make sure you listen to us on various podcasts. We are on which ones, Kettle? Stitcher? Google Podcasts, Deezer, um, uh, iHeartRadio. Uh, yeah, iHeart, uh, Spotify. And, uh, yeah, Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, so check us uh, out. Yeah, maybe some others, but you can check us out there. Where you, wherever you listen to your podcast, we're probably there too, because we get around. Say it in the microphone, right? We get around. All right. All right. <laughs> we're gonna say good night and get out of here, and we'll do it again next Friday night. Hope you'll be right here with us because we'll be here. So join us then. Say good night, Pop. Let's get out of here. Good night, everybody. Remember, hey. We're gonna be going over that. Uh, family situation. So think about some topics you want to speak on concerning uh, your family or a family you know and what's affecting them and how we can talk about it. But good night, everybody. Take care. All right. Say good night, Kettle. Good night. Peace out. All right. Peace out. Good night. Bonsoir. Arrivederci. We'll do it again next Friday night. We're out. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Aravadeji, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Dabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Put some of us today. Growing that day. Growing up that day. Put some of us today. Party cool.